Hi guys, welcome back to EpiCentral. I'm your host, Maddie Lewis, infectious disease epidemiologist. And in today's episode, we're going to do a quick little Q&A. And I hope you enjoy it. Hi guys, sorry I've been gone for a while. You know me, I just pop in and out whenever. So yeah, welcome back. Um, I'm going to do a Q&A. I get a lot of emails because I always say at the end, like, you can email me, whatever. But I haven't recently because, honestly, I haven't been answering them the last, like, probably six months or so. But, I mean, I kind of struggled for a while, but I just get, I get a lot. And so it can be hard, but we're going to go through some of them. I'm going to keep it anonymous, so I hope nobody minds that I'm, you know, reading these. And I have, like, a couple requests in my Instagram, so I'm just gonna pull them up. So this person said, okay, so this person said, um, do you have any tips or examples for my resume so I can aim for a job at the CDC or health department? I appreciate any advice you can provide. Okay, so obviously we're on a podcast, so I can't like show anything specifically, but I do have some tips on how to form a resume for each of these positions. So first, if you're applying to CDC, you kind of need to know how CDC works um, because there's a couple different avenues to like apply to it. But if you're applying to a full-time employee employment like position, like an FTE, like for real, then you're going to be applying through usajobs.gov and you need to use the Federal Resume Builder or something similar to that format. Um, you don't have to use, okay, so basically on USA Jobs, there's a resume builder like on the website. And it's rumored through Reddit that if you use it, you're going to get a lot more luck and like referrals and a lot more um, like interviews and stuff if you use that. So I would definitely use that. But you can also add multiple like types of resumes and like, you know, whatever documents that you want. So if you want to use something in addition to that, then just do something you like um like do something similar and for a federal resume i would highly recommend doing what is kind of like a blend between a resume and a cv so it's going to be a very long like probably four to eight page resume which sounds very opposite of most of the conventional advice that you've probably been given um when it comes to like career advice but just trust me and you know, a lot of the people that I know who work for the federal government, like that it, federal resumes are not the same as like conventional resumes. So you need to do that. And then you need to understand that a lot of people who work for a CDC don't actually work for CDC. They work with CDC. And so meaning they work for like a fellowship or they're like in a fellowship or they're working for a contractor. And if that's the case, then you'll probably need a traditional resume. And I would highly recommend um, and I know this sounds really silly, but it actually is very helpful. Um, there, there's a lot of ways. So you could go through your career office and they can help you step by step, like create your, your like your resume. They can give you a template, whatever. Also, like just simply Googling like a public health resume and kind of using that as an example. You can find templates, templates. Is that the right word? Template? Yeah on Word or like on Google or like whatever, just make sure it's like a normal template. Like don't try to be different. Like just make it boring and like simple and easy to read and make sure it's like two pages or one page. I know that like people always say like, oh, one page or nothing, but 
honestly, I've had plenty of luck with a two-page resume. It's just I can't fit all of my experiences on one. I don't think a lot of people can. That you could only fit like three jobs and your education and like maybe some skills on one page. And if you want to like show that you've done a lot of different things, then that's simply just not going to fit. Even if you only have like three bullet points per job, let's be honest. Um, also, ChatGBT is a really good resource. I know it sounds silly again, but it really can help you. Like it can help edit your resume. It can help build your resume. Obviously, don't like, I wouldn't encourage you to like copy and paste per se, like everything, like make it just generate a resume and just copy and paste the whole thing. Not only does it make mistakes, but also like, I don't know if that's like plagiarism. I don't know. I mean, it's a resume, so probably not like that, like important, but I would just use it to help you edit and help guide you. You know, I wouldn't do too much copying and pasting of the entire thing. Um, and yeah, that's my tips. Uh, okay, let's move on. Oh, but yeah, to clarify for the health department as well as like fellowships or um, like contracting companies for CDC, then that you, you would use a traditional resume for applying to a full-time CDC job through like USA jobs, then you would need to use a federal resume, which would be like more like four to six pages, most likely. Somebody said, hi, I recently graduated with my MPH. I want to know if good resources start looking and applying to jobs. And I've applied to a few CDC positions and I feel like maybe you'd have more insight on where to start looking. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this is very relatable. I mean, this person sent me this in August, so uh, they still haven't found a job and it's been a couple months. The economy is a little bit rough. Um, I graduated, I think, at a lucky time for public health because it was after the COVID funding like was probably at its peak, but like it wasn't like the COVID hiring freeze either because the year before me, people graduated May 2020, a lot of them had trouble. Um, a lot of them just stayed at where they were already working part-time and they just went on full-time because, you know, a lot of health departments could do that and, like, needed the help really badly. And then, like, but then some of them couldn't find jobs because it was, like, the height of the pandemic. Anyway, I graduated 2021 and, like, the COVID funding was great, so... I was really lucky and now I have experience. So like that's lucky too. But finding your first job when you have like no full-time experience can be a little bit difficult and intimidating. So um, my advice is don't apply directly to CDC when you first graduate. If you want to apply to fellowships and contractors by all means, but at that those FTE positions at CDC are not are pretty much not for recent grads or like new grads or entry level like they yeah I mean first of all a lot of them a lot of those CDC jobs like the epidemiologist jobs for example are not hiring GS9 okay they're hiring GS11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and if you don't know what any of that means then like either you're not ready to apply for CDC and you need to you know, do more research and like check out my CDC, how to apply to CDC episode. I think that might've been my last episode that I made and, um, or, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, um, definitely don't apply directly to CDC right when you graduate. Like you need at least probably two years of experience, maybe a year if you've been doing a fellowship and they like tell you that there's a job opening, but really like probably two years, one and a half, I don't know. Um, before you're probably going to become an epi at CDC or really do much at CDC at all full-time. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I would definitely apply to more than just fellowships and contracting companies as well. I would apply to like nonprofits and there's like so many different companies. Um, besides that, there's like academia, there's clinical research, there's, um, you know, academic research. I kind of just said that, um, there's like, you know, for-profit businesses that are hiring more like public health and like employee health and, you know, things of that sort, hospitals, infection preventionist positions. Yeah, there's like a lot. Um, so I would just like apply broadly. I don't know what this person's like interests are, but yeah, I would apply more broadly than just CDC. And maybe they have been, I don't know, but I'm just going off of what they said in their DM. Okay, another person DM'd me and asked, how much is the basic pay I can get after the MPH course? Is there enough job opportunities available? Okay, so I don't know if this is like, um, oh, they're a medicine graduate. Yeah, so are they, I don't know if they're a doctor or what their background is, but basically, if you're going into public health, don't go into public health for the money. <laughs> That's for sure, because like not all the positions pay super well a lot like me and my friends actually get paid pretty well um because I think we were just like kind of we were set up really optimally with the time we graduated and where we live and like whatever but in general like a lot of most people in public health are like working for health departments and like doing local work and those jobs don't usually get paid super great um you know health departments for example you'll get paid like anywhere from like 40, I mean, as low as like 30s, but like anywhere from like 40 to, it can be upwards to like 80 to 90 starting, but that's more like Boston and like New York and like LA because the cost of living is so high. So at the end of the day, if you're in an average city, like, I don't know, Oklahoma City or something, I'm not familiar with that, but you're probably going to get paid like 40s um, starting out, maybe 50 for an epi position or, you know, most most public health positions there um, that require a master's degree. So the pay is like, OK, um, actually, it's kind of bad. I mean, that's kind of bad for a master's. But if you want to get paid more, you'll need to either move to a city that or like apply to jobs that you know pay more and a lot of them are kind of based in cities like Atlanta, New York, Boston like that are bigger public health cities. Um for example, there's a company called RTI. Um and it's based in North Carolina in the research triangle and they pay like more like 50 to 80 to even like 90 starting for public health professionals. I have a couple friends who work there and um, yeah, like, so it's just like trying to find the right companies um, that like pay well, if that's what you're, you know, looking for. And there's nothing wrong with like looking for a job that pays well. Like that's what I do too. Like I have a minimum and I'm like, I'm not getting paid less than this. Um, so I'm not going to apply to jobs that pay less than this. Cause you know, I have student debt and like, you know, like if I have the priv like I have the privilege, I have a degree and I have the privilege of kind of choosing um, a job that like pays well. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, 
are there enough job opportunities available? So the answer is yes. There's definitely a really good job outlook for public health professionals post-pandemic. It was, the job outlook was like, okay, it wasn't great. Like it, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like, it could have been worse. Like it wasn't negative, you know, before the pandemic. It was like growing very, very slowly. And then the pandemic hit and, and it kind of exploded. But now a lot more people are kind of rushing into the public health workforce, I would say, because people actually know what it is. Like genuinely, most people didn't even know what public health was or what epidemiology was like before the pandemic at all. Like pretty much nobody under like knew what I meant by I'm going into public health. Um, I think people think that meant like doctor or something. But um, yeah, so it, it's a lot better. You can look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I think it went up like a lot. I think it's like 30% or something. And it used to be like 5%, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely good. But I will say right now can be difficult because in the for-profit sector, there's a lot more like hiring freezes and um, like, just like slowing down on hiring in a lot of like these companies because we're kind of in a recession. I don't think that's like super official, but we pretty much like are like the economy is like not doing super great right now. And so it can be hard, but, um, and then COVID funding ended, the pandemic is officially ended. So, you know, things are, we're kind of like in a transition phase, I would say with the job market and public health. So I wish you the best of luck, but, um, you know, don't quit your job before you find your public health job, you know, like don't count your chickens before they hatch and just, you know, protect yourself and be careful. This person also asked, uh, which subject would you recommend to specialize in MPH to have a good career or uh, so like epi or biostats or health admin? So actually, all three of those are really good to go in. Um, if you're looking looking at like job stability and like income, I would say biostats and epi are number one, which they are usually separated in like schools of public health. But like biostats is probably a little bit better. Epi, I would say second best. Although if you go into epi, you can technically become a biostatistician if you find the right employer. Um, and if you take enough biostats classes and you really are talented in that area, you could very likely get um, or I would say you could very well get hired in bio, as a biostatistician still. Um, and then health administration can be good too, or like, uh, like health management, you know, like healthcare management, that kind of thing, because there's always going to need, like hospitals like always need like staff and whatever. Um, so all of those are pretty good. And yeah, I would order them definitely like biostats, then epi, then health admin. Um, health education or like behavioral science, I would say is more towards the bottom. I would say maternal health is more towards the bottom. Um, not that any of these are more important than the other. It's just in terms of like how our mark, our job market and economy works in the U.S. and which jobs are more in demand and, and, and uh, which ones actually pay more. So yeah, I hope that helps. Um, Another person asked, and this might be my last question. My, I think this is just going to be like a little mini episode. Uh, somebody was wondering what entry um, level internships 
should I look at for undergrads? So I'm sure I have an episode on this. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time. But just to recap, um, there's lots of ways to look for internships. So if you're an undergrad, one of a really great program that you can try to go through is ORISE. So it's, uh, I mean, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's O-R-I-S-E. It's a fellowship um, program and they give fellowships to undergrads, um, let's see, grad students, recent grads, and PhD and recent PhD, like PhD students and recent PhD grads. So kind of like anybody who's in school or early career. And they do fellowships at like CDC and other federal agencies, but they have a lot of CDC ones. And yes, yeah, CDC is based out of Atlanta, but some of these fellowships might still be completely online. I'm not sure. So definitely take a look. And that would be like an incredible opportunity as an undergrad um, if you could get one of those somehow um, and like, you know, kind of network yourself in. That would be a really great track if you want to work for the federal government eventually to like get in early. Um, another way you can look for internships is uh, Indeed and LinkedIn. It Okay, because it totally depends on like your area. However, definitely look at fully remote options as well. So like look at like local and like look if you live in like near your state capital, look at your state health department. You're going to have some kind of local health department that you probably live somewhat near. I have no idea if you're like rural or city or like what, but um, look at your local regional health department, even your state health department. Um like county health department, all of that. And then uh, you can look at like local nonprofits. I know when I lived in Kansas City, there was a nonprofit called like Heart to Heart and they had internships. There was a few other kind of global health related um, uh, nonprofits that um, you could do internships at there. Um, you could go through your college and see if there are any public or global health clubs. They will probably have information on internships and like part-time jobs. You could also just work in healthcare. That's not like the best route to go, but it definitely won't hurt to get a healthcare related position and, and, and then kind of use that as public health experience. Yes, it's not traditional public health experience always, but like it still can be helpful. For example, if you get some kind of like health administration internship through a hospital, um, which I've definitely seen those, um, or like, I don't know, even if you were like a CNA or a scribe, that can't hurt. But yeah, administration is more public health or like, you know, management is more public health related, but even if you did, you know, actual direct patient care, can't hurt either. Um, and yeah, there's also infection prevention at hospitals. I'm not sure if they ever hire interns or something for that, but that is possibly a possibility. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, definitely use LinkedIn and yeah, network with your teachers. If you have a public health teacher, if you have like a physiology anatomy teacher, like any resource that you can use of like, like network wise definitely use that. Talk to other students, you know, go to the career office, ask around. 
Um, go to like club meetings if there's some kind of interest group for global health, public health, whatever, or anything like tangentially related. You never know what could fall in your lap. Also volunteering. I know that like you're probably looking for something paid and not everybody has like can afford to like volunteer their time um, because they need to fill their time with like earning income. But if you are able to do something unpaid, then sometimes that could lead to paid opportunities or internships. So yeah, also like Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I already mentioned hospitals, but like clinics as well. I did a Planned Parenthood internship. And yeah, um, so thank you guys who have DM'd me. I probably have like a thousand more DMs that I haven't got to, but that's what I could get to today. So I hope that was helpful and I wish you 